0: makes me unsaved for a little bit and then I have to repent and I get real saved after that so uh, I am I am not built for ladders for sure uh, I'm barely built for lifts and uh, and I usually make them work a little harder than they want to so uh, it's a it's part of it but yeah we definitely I was just telling the gentleman over there, from down here, it doesn't look too bad. But when you get up there, it sure changes the whole perspective. (laughs) Everything looks a whole lot different. But it sure is wonderful to see everybody. Thank you for allowing me to be with you this evening. Pastor, thank you so much. We love y'all. Appreciate you so much. Love being in this church. This feels like home Uh, every time we have the opportunity to be here. uh, It is home. We enjoy being with y'all and look forward to it. I promise tonight, I know that you've been working and that and, and, uh, you are uh, uh, probably tired and, and probably exhausted from the week so far. And so I'm going to do my best to not hold you long. Uh, I just want to give you a little bit of hope this evening, if it's all right. And if you uh, will, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to just read a very short scripture out of the book of Luke. Um, And as I said, I do want to give honor. It's such an honor always to see so many familiar faces. I love to look out and see family and friends here. It's just wonderful to see everyone uh, and and, uh, cherish the opportunities that I can be in service with you. I am feeling relief. We have a one weight lifted. And it's been wonderful. The uh, we were pastoring two churches, uh, and God has allowed a, another minister to come in to take that take one from us, and and uh, it has been a uh, just a wonderful transition. Uh, he is going to do a fantastic job, and we're excited about that. Um, and it sure does feel nice to. To not have to have both of those services, (laughs) I will tell you that. So uh, we we feel better. So if I have a little spring in my step, that's where it comes from. All right. So very good. Luke chapter one verse thirty-seven. I want to read to you just a very short scripture and very very uh, probably familiar scripture. And it simply says, "For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible." I want to tell you a few times uh, a few years ago excuse me we've had some attacks and and some terrorist things happened and 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 they were you may remember there was a string where they were blowing up uh, trains in Europe and they were they were uh, there's lots of issues just going on all around the world a lot of unrest and things happening and 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 then it even came to our own soil in, in California we had uh, shooting at, at a uh, terrorist attack at a post office and then there were some attacks down in Florida and just a lot of things going on and 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 we the world was shaken and, and literally the entire world was, was affected it was it was happening in Greece it was happening in Paris and and, and the New York Daily News a uh, very uh, familiar news source New York Daily News uh, had on its front page and and big bold letters as the world was was trying to wish well and was was Promising to pray for each other and, 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 and asking people to remember those in the families and, and just asking people to come together and bind together and pray. And the New York Daily News in bold letters said God is not fixing this that was their headline they were saying prayers don't work God isn't listening and God isn't able to fix the mess that America and our world is in they were telling us that God can't protect us prayer is a waste of time and God can't help us but I've come to tell you tonight on this Wednesday evening and I know it's Wednesday night and I know you're tired but I want to tell you for just a few moments if you will hear me out tonight I don't care what the New York Daily Times tells us I've come to tell you on this beautiful summer afternoon I want to declare to you unapologetically God can fix it whatever you're going through whatever you're facing I want you to know today that God is God Almighty he's absolutely all-powerful there's nothing that he cannot do I don't care what you present to him today there is nothing that God cannot fix. Never has God's throne been in jeopardy. Never has he, has he wondered if he could or if he would be able to. The Bible tells us he has all power in heaven and in earth. Every name in heaven and earth and beneath the earth bow to his powerful name. Yes. God can fix it. Whatever you are facing today, whatever troubles you have in your home, in your life, I want you to understand today and I want it to be settled in your heart and mind today. God is God and there isn't another. There is none beside him and none can take his throne. I know it's Wednesday night, but I'm going to ask you tonight if you'll help me just a little bit. I want you to understand that hell does not want you to grasp this truth. Hell does not want you to understand the reality that God God is God alone and He is in control. I want you to understand tonight that we have an enemy, an enemy that does not like us, an enemy that would love for you to doubt God's power and his ability and he will continually bring things to you and try to present to you problems in your life and try to show you where maybe you, that God did not answer the way you thought he would answer. Or he did not show up in the moment that you thought he would show up. But I want you to remember today that God is God and God knows what's best, God sees He sees you where you are. He sees what is going on, and He is working on your behalf. When this world was shapeless and void. When there was nothing. When the world was absent of life. When the earth was robed in darkness. And it held an abatement waiting for God to speak. And to tell it what to do. God was the only one in charge. The God we serve is the only one that can speak. Let there be light and light is formed. The light and the brilliant flash filled the air. It forever dissected the darkness. And the the world that we knew that was gloomy and dark and broken and needing someone to step in now past in the glory of God's Word. I want to tell you tonight the same is for you your world may seem dark your world may seem gloomy I know we're getting through all of these virus things and there are still families and homes that are affected we still have some in our church that are still feeling the effects of the virus they're still uh, weak in their body they're still having breathing issues they're still going through struggles trying to overcome and I know that for the last year and a half we have had a cloud of darkness surrounding us I know that it feels like we just can't go on at times. But I want you to know tonight, no matter how dark and gloomy your situation is, God is able to bring light into your world. All he has to do is speak and it is done. All he has to do is speak and it happens. When the word of his mouth, that's all it takes, he doesn't have to conjure up a trick. He doesn't need anyone's help. He doesn't have to do anything but speak and it happens. The word of God is forever settled. It happens. If he speaks it, it is. He cannot lie, the scripture tells us. And so, if he says it, it is. The reason he won't say some things is because it would change it. If he woke up tomorrow and said, I want that, that the sky is purple, then the sky would be purple. He cannot lie. If he says it, it will change. The word of God is forever settled. Now I'm telling you today, I want you to understand today that his word is still in effect. He is still speaking to situations. He is still opening his mouth and letting things happen for your behalf and on your behalf. He's always looking out for you and I. I feel confident tonight and telling you that God has never been more alive and has never been more powerful than he is right now at this very moment. Yes, I know it's Wednesday night. Yes, I realize that, that we've, we've had a long week already. Probably some of you are exhausted. And some of you say, well, you don't know what I've been going through. And I'm telling you, I understand that tonight. I may not, but I want you to know that God is still on the throne. At this very moment, he is still the God of creation. He is still, as David referred to him, the star breather. Everything he does, everything he says is still just as powerful as it has always been. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 tells us, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He can do exceedingly and abundantly what we can ask or even think. What we can even imagine in our imaginations. I want you to understand today that that, uh, there's a, a new revelation I'll bring to you today. God is still in control. God is still in control of your situation. God is still in control of this world situation. It may seem like the world is going crazy and it is, but God is still in control. God still has his hand on everything that happens. The Bible tells us that every king that rises is brought forth by God. That every kingdom that falls is taken down by God's hand. Everything that happens in politics, everything that happens in society, it happens because God allows it to happen. It does not just happen on its own. It does not just just all of a sudden out of nowhere begin, but God makes the difference. The same Jesus that we read about in the pages of our Bibles is alive and well, and He's here even right now. In this service tonight, yes, I know it's a Wednesday night and I I know that I may be a little bit too excited for you this evening and I understand that. But I want you to understand and know today that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same now that he has always been. He's the same as he was when you received the Holy Ghost for the first time. He's the same as he was thousands of years ago when he parted the Red Sea for them to cross over. He's the same as he has always been. the same God built a highway for two million people in the middle of the Red Sea the same God sees you in your situation and can help you I'm telling you that he is just as powerful as he has always been and whatever you are going through God can fix it He delivered an entire nation of people from slavery, from the oppressive ruler of Egypt. He can deliver you from anything that you face right now. Psalms 34 and 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. It didn't say the Lord delivereth them out of some. Then say the Lord delivereth them out of the easy ones. Then say the Lord delivereth them when they do it themselves. No, it says the Lord delivers them out of them all. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, God is making the difference. We serve a God who is able, we have seen his power in action. I know there's many here that can attest to his healing power, even in this room today. I have seen God heal cancer. I have seen God open blind eyes. I have seen crippled limbs healed. There is nothing that God cannot do. And I'm telling you tonight, whatever you face, God can do it. He's just as powerful today, on a Wednesday, even when we're tired, even when we've worked all day. I was up at 3.30 this morning trying to catch an airplane to get here. Y'all know anything about me, I don't get up at 3.30 in the morning. (laughs) It's not even Christian at 3.30 in the morning. I got up and I was going to try to pray as I was getting up and God was like, I got another, we can sleep for another hour or two if we need to, it's no big deal. I used to tell the joke to my church, The Bible tells us early in the morning when we seek him. I used to try to get up early and try to pray first thing early in the morning. I'm not a morning person, my morning starts about noon. I do real good about noon. And I would get up and I would start trying to pray early in the morning and eventually I felt quickened by the Holy Ghost that I'd make a whole lot more sense if I'd waited an hour or two. Sometimes we got to understand that it's not God that's in the problem, but we're the problem. He's just as powerful today as he has always been. Even at 3.30 this morning, he was just as powerful as he had always been. And I know you're tired, and I know that we're weary, and I know that we feel the pressures of this life. I know that you come here tonight and there's burdens that you're carrying. I know that there are things going on around you. I know that you feel uh, the pressure of your home. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's backslidden loved ones. Maybe it's healing that you need in your body. Whatever it is that you carry. I know that you've brought here tonight some burdens on your shoulders. But I want you to understand that God sees them and he sees you. If we will allow God to move in our lives, every opportunity that we give him for, to perform a miracle, he will do. The problem is many times is we don't let God do what God wants to do. Many times we stand in the way, we stop him and we don't allow him to do what he desires to do. Scripture tells us that he took 39 stripes on his back. Why? Because he wanted to? No, but he did it to purchase our healing. It's not just healing in our body, but healing in our mind, healing in our soul. What does that mean? That means those things that you've carried, those dark, deep secrets that you've had hidden deep down inside, things that happened to you as a child that you've never let go of. God says, I can heal that too if you'll let me. Wait a minute now, you're getting a little bit too deep here. I understand. I know it's a Wednesday night. I know that we, 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 you may not want me to shovel in a little bit deeper. But I'm going to have to for just a moment. The problem is we carry things that God is trying to heal us from. We carry situations that God is trying to allow us to be delivered from. And we won't turn it over to him. We don't forgive. Unforgiveness is the one thing that keeps us from God. We carry it in our soul, we carry it in our heart and we feel the pain and it turns into psychologists and doctors will tell you that unforgiveness and things that have been rooted into your heart, bitterness and those type things will cause you to have physical ailments, not just mental struggles. And A lot of times we look around this world and I know people have hurt you. I know situations have been bad in your life. I know that you have experienced things that are tough. And I know that you have faced things that nobody should have faced. And you're still carrying that and you still have scars. And you come to church and you see everybody else shouting and dancing. And you say, I don't understand how they can do that. They must not have experienced what I've experienced. Truth of the matter is, that's not true. They've learned how to turn it over to the one that can heal them. Everybody in this room has a story. Everyone in this room has a past. Everyone in this room has been bound by some kind of chain. By some kind of struggle. By some kind of pain. By some kind of hurt. But they've learned. You see them dancing in freedom. You see them worshiping. And you say, I don't understand how they can possibly... Feel freedom. They have learned that they can't heal themselves, but God can heal them. Yes. Amen. The demon-possessed man that lived in Gadar, he was wild, crazy, he was unstable. He was consumed and controlled by the power of Satan. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and wanted to be free. The, the demons inside of him fought him with everything that they had. But Jesus looked at him and set him free. Why do you say that? Because whatever you're facing today, God can set you free. Whatever it is that has you bound today, God can set you free. Whatever it is that is oppressing your life today, God can set you free. I've come to tell you tonight that God can fix it. whatever it is I'm not putting any limitations on it because there are no limitations we read it in the scripture earlier with God nothing is impossible your situation is not impossible to God he can fix it heard the story told I was not there but I came from very reliable sources I've heard it told many times of a death row inmate Huntsville, Alabama wanted to be baptized after receiving the Holy Ghost he was on death row. He had done heinous and terrible crimes. But after receiving the Holy Ghost, he went down into a trough that they had there. They would not let him go uh, and, and out, of course, to a church or to a, an area where he could be publicly baptized. But in cuffs and in leg irons, they took him into a trough for him to be baptized in the wonderful, powerful name of Jesus. And as the story is told, he came out of the water, and when he did, the chains immediately fell from his body back into the water, and he was free. Now, you say, well, he wasn't free, he was still in jail. Yes, but he wasn't bound by the things that had him bound before. Jesus can fix it. Whatever you have in your life, whatever you're carrying, God can fix it. Lazarus was dead. He was buried for four days. Jesus said, Lazarus come forth, death lost its grip. Death itself bowed to him. Death itself said, the word of God has been spoken. There is no case too hard for God. There is no situation too hopeless. Even if it is dead, even if you feel like there is no opportunity for God to work, God can even call it back to life. Even if it feels like there's no way they're too far gone. You don't understand where they are. They won't even listen to me anymore. They won't even hear me talk about God anymore. My family, they've turned their back on me. My my, my home. They they've all walked away from me. You say the opportunity's dead. I've missed it. I've come to tell you tonight, somebody needs to hear tonight. That those things in your life that you thought were dead are not dead. But God can fix it. God can bring it back to life. God can speak to it and say come forth. Whatever it is that you have. Whatever it is that you need. Maybe it's something that you have in your life that is a calling. Maybe it was a, a hunger or desire to do work for God. And you feel like you've missed the opportunities. Well you don't know the choices I've made. You don't know my background. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I've done. There's no way that God can use me. I want to tell you today that even those secret graves, even those secret graves of hopes and dreams, even those opportunities that had you one time excited to do the work for God, that now you feel like there is no chance God can give them new life again. Things that you've given up hope on, things you believe that are so far gone that even God can't do anything about it. Those things that you've hidden buried deep into your heart, deep into the back of your mind, hoping that that one day, but knowing that there's probably not going to happen. You think that there are some things that are beyond the scope of his power and ability. But I've been commissioned tonight by God Almighty to come and tell you that God is ready to resurrect those things in your life this evening. If you'll allow him to do so, the calling is sure. He's never changed his mind about you. He still sees exactly what he saw in you. You are exactly what he wants you to be. And he can bring it back to life. I don't care how long your kids have been backslidden. I don't care how bitter your husband or wife is toward church. I don't care how bleak or how dead your situation is today. I've come to tell you, please take heart in this tonight. God can fix it. You say, well, it's just not possible. I hear you, all these things you've said tonight. Yes, that sounds wonderful and it makes a nice sermon. But you don't know my situation. You see, it's very easy for us. To have faith for other people. I tell my church this all the time. I have no problem play, praying for healing in your body. I have faith every time I lay my hands on someone. I have faith that God is going to heal them in that moment. I, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind. I've seen him do it. I, I know that he can. I don't have any doubt that God's a healer. But then all of a sudden when I'm sick. Well God. Uh, you probably can't handle this. All of a sudden when it comes home to us. We start losing faith. Well, maybe it's that we start thinking, well, maybe I'm just not as important as that person. Or maybe, uh, you know, I know God's a healer, but I mean, this is my situation. We see this also in the scriptures. And I'm not going to take you there for time's sake. But the father comes, says, my son is sick. He's dying and he needs a touch from you. Jesus says, do you believe? And he says, I believe, but can you help my unbelief? The problem is, is that I'm looking at my baby at home dying and, and though I have faith, I, I'm also struggling a little bit. The truth is when it comes home to us, it's hard to conjure up the faith that we need sometimes. When it's our baby sick at home dying, it's hard for us to come up with the, with the, with, with the faith that we need. But God says, you know what, I can fix that too. Amen. Whatever you have, whatever you face... Right now you need to know Jesus is powerful enough to turn it around. Whatever you're going through, whatever darkness is in your life, all he has to do, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do magic, he doesn't have to do anything else but speak a word. And everything changes. God can fix it. Somebody needs to declare tonight in your own life, in your own home. You get home and the world around you seems to be crashing. And you say there's no hope. You need to change those words and say God can fix it. God wants to resurrect your life tonight. God wants to move in your life tonight. But you have to let him do it. There's no room for depression. There's no room for oppression in the life of a child of God. I know that we face dark times. I know that we go through hard times. I understand that there are things that overwhelm us and are too much for us to bear on our own. But that's just it. That's the secret of it all. He's never intended for you to bear it on your own. He never intended for you to carry it by yourself. We're trying to do God's work by pushing God out of the picture. When when instead we need to say, God, why don't you do what God does and I'll do what I do. I'll just follow behind and cry and say, I need your help, God. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it because I'm not strong enough to carry that, but you sure are. All you had to do was speak to my situation. So often we put ourselves in bondage. We, in our own faith, put ourselves in bondage and fear of what could happen. Fear is crippling. Fear is destructive. And when we allow it into our life, it will change our course if we're not careful. If Jesus can raise Lazarus from the dead... He can resurrect your marriage. Hear me tonight. If Jesus can raise Lazarus from the dead. He can resurrect your finances tonight. If Jesus can raise Lazarus from the dead. He can resurrect your children tonight. Your joy tonight. Your peace tonight. Everything that you need. God can do it tonight. Why? Because God can fix it. I know it's simple. But I'm a simple person. And I've simply come to tell you. That God can fix it. Whatever you need. God can. And fix it. <laughs> Acts chapter 12 I'm going to read just for a few moments a couple of scriptures here I'm almost done if you'll hang with me. Acts 12 and 1 says now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church and he called James the brother of John Excuse me, he killed James the brother. I told you I was tired, I can't even read. He killed James the brother of John with the sword. Verse 3 says, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded farther to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Verse 4 says, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. Sixteen, that's easier to say than that other word. 16 soldiers to keeping, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light Shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, raised him up, saying, Arise up. Quickly, And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him, And wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, But thought he saw a vision. Verse 10 tells us, When they were past the first and the second ward, They came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, Which opened to them and passed on through one street. Forthwith the angel departed from him and when Peter was come to himself he said, now I know of a surety. I know without a doubt that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Acts chapter 12 describes to us a hopeless situation. Uh, There is absolutely no hope for Peter. He's been arrested. He's been placed in prison. He's surrounded by 16 soldiers that were assigned to guard him and him alone. He is placed between two soldiers. He is is handcuffed and chained to these two soldiers. A guard was placed at the entrance. There were iron gates that were impenetrable. Herod had decreed that Peter would be executed. He had no chance to argue his case. He had no opportunity to offer an appeal. It was going to happen. If anything ever looked hopeless if there had ever been an impossible situation this was it Peter was standing in the middle of an impossible situation it looked impossible there was no way out there was no hope on his behalf the scripture tells us we read it just a second ago that prayer was made without ceasing from the church unto God for him Whatever you're going through, I want you to hear and understand tonight. Even if it looks impossible, prayer can fix it. Prayer can turn it around. Prayer can reverse the irreversible. The devil cannot devise a lock that God cannot open. I want you to understand tonight. I want you to get this and take it home with you tonight impossibilities are God's opportunities to perform miracles when it feels like there is no hope when the doctor says there is nothing else we can do when when the banker says we've got no more money we can give you when the boss says I'm sorry your job has come to an end when it looks like it's impossible that's when God steps in that's when he shows up that's when he does miracles that's where he likes to work The problem is many times as we don't get to the impossible situation we try to fix it on our own we try to have it all worked out tell God how he's going to do it well if I borrow this money or if I pay this or if I do this or if I go over here and apply then God it'll work out you just follow me I'll take care of this God come on and we try to tell God how to work out our situation. And then we wonder why we're in a mess. You want to know what the number one ingredient for a miracle is? I'm not saying it out loud. but Some of you probably said faith. And that's close. The number one ingredient for a miracle is an impossible situation. God can't do a miracle if there's nothing to make a miracle out of. If you don't have a problem, God can't fix it. If you don't have a situation, God can't turn it around. Amen. But on the contrary to that, if you are facing an impossibility, then guess what? Yeah. I've come to encourage you tonight, you're ready for a miracle. Yeah. You're getting ready to see God do yeah. something that he's never done for you before. But he wants to change your life. If the doctor said there's no hope, good. Because God said, watch this. God said, I can fix it. I'm the answer. I'm the one that you've been seeking. If you'd have been here three days ago, he would have never died. God said, if you'd have just waited, I'd have shown up and fixed it myself. Your setback makes you ready for God to do something great. Every miracle starts with an impossibility. Impossibilities give opportunities for God to work beyond the realm of our imagination." I read it earlier, the scripture tells us that he wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above what we can ask or think. That's when we stop saying we can do it. To get to that point, we have to get to a place where we don't see how God can do it. And then that's when God says, I'll step in. Watch this, y'all. He rolls up his proverbial sleeves. He flexes his muscle, it tells us in Isaiah. And he steps out on the precipices of time. And he speaks to your situation and says, watch this happen. Your impossibility is not the end. It is but the beginning for God to do something amazing. You're standing here tonight, you're here in this evening and you've come here carrying what you feel like is an impossible situation. I've come to tell you, you've primed yourself for a miracle. When you've run out of options and you start turning to him because he's your only hope, you've primed yourself for a miracle. When you come here tonight and you're carrying a burden that you feel like you can't get through, I want you to know you've set yourself up to see God do something that you've never imagined before. It's not over until God says it's over. It's not over Until we cannot do anything anymore by ourselves. And then we say, God, I have to trust you. You're my only hope. And that's when God steps in. And I want you to tell you tonight, I want you to get it and understand it. I know I've said it a million times, and I'm going to say it a million more. Whatever it is, God can fix it. You say, oh, that's getting redundant and it's simple. Good. Because tomorrow when a problem comes up, you're going to say, God can fix it. Next week when your children are losing their mind and everything around you seems to be upside down. And you don't know what to do, you're going to remember, God can fix it. God's promises are yea and amen. He cannot lie and he cannot fail. If he said he would do something for you, then he has to do it. If he began the work, he will complete it. I want you to understand today. I need you to get it today. I'm almost done. But God is trying to change your life. He's trying to bless your family. He's trying to change the course of history for you. And those around you. I don't know why I keep going back to this. But I feel it in my spirit tonight. I'm by no means any kind of prophet. There's someone here that's been bound too long. You feel like those chains are heavy. You've been carrying them long enough. You've been oppressed too long. I'm out of my notes right now. I'm just just talking to somebody. I'm, I'm done, I'm finishing right now. I don't know if there's musicians or how that works on Wednesday night. I want you to understand that God wants to fix whatever it is that's had you bound, that darkness that has surrounded you, that cloud of darkness that's over your head. You feel like you're walking in a storm cloud by yourself. Nobody else is experiencing it. Say, they don't know what I'm going through. They don't know what I'm experiencing. You look around and it looks like everyone else is doing great, but you feel like you're all alone. I want you to understand that God sees you where you are. If you want to continue on the same path you're on, you have that opportunity. God gives us choice and free will. I've come to tell someone tonight that that burden that you're carrying, you don't have to carry it anymore. If you'll allow God to do those impossible things in your life, He'll take away that darkness. He'll take away that pain. Yes, even that past. There's a scar that's deep. It runs from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Everything is viewed through that scar. Every relationship is impacted by that scar. You feel like when people look at you, that's all they see is that scar. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm off my rocker tonight. Maybe I'm, I'm jet-lagged and talking out of my head. Somebody sees Nothing but a scar, broken. You feel useless, you feel like the Kingdom of God is passing you by and God can't use you. I know it's Wednesday night and I know we do things different, I get it. I've been doing it all my life. I understand and I'm sorry if I'm breaking it up a little bit tonight. But You're carrying something you were never intended to carry. You're walking in burdens that you were never intended to walk in and God's trying to deliver you tonight. If you'll allow God, He wants to fulfill His Word in your life. He wants to fulfill His promise in your heart. If you'll allow God, He wants to change your situation. If you want to stay the same, you can stay where you are. But uh, if you want to change in your life, if you're ready to break out of that prison, if you're ready for a miracle, then, then I, I want you to, to, to just take the opportunity that's given you tonight. I, I'm going to ask everybody to stand. Nobody feels called out left alone. I'll be honest with you, my notes here, as it's going in a different direction in this message, but God's quickened me, I think, and and I, I hope I'm in the right place, Pastor. I hope I'm all right. There's somebody that's carried a burden here tonight that's heavier than anything you should ever carry. I'm gonna ask you to not worry about anybody else. I'm going to ask you to not think about it being a Wednesday night. I'm going to ask you to not worry about what happens tomorrow or yesterday. It's just you and Jesus right now for the next few moments. And he can fix whatever is wrong in your life. Will you bring him your burdens tonight? Will you bring him your hurts tonight? Will you bring him your pains tonight? Will you bring him your frustrations tonight? Will you bring him your failures tonight? Will you bring him your past tonight? Will you lay that scar that runs from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet? Will you lay that at the feet of Jesus tonight? Because I'm telling you, you can go home changed. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you can go home changed.